My name is Sean Doherty. I'm the fifth generation to live on my family's ranch in southeast Colorado and the fourth to compete in the sport of rodeo. My great-grandfather was a founding member of a local ropers club. My grandparents attended Saul Ross University, birthplace of the National Intercollegiate Rodeo Association. My dad qualified for the College National Finals Rodeo twice as a member of the Oklahoma Panhandle State Aggies and went on to rodeo professionally in the Rocky Mountain Circuit of the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. I grew up in the back of a Dooley pickup, first watching my dad, then eventually competing myself. I've been immersed in the world of rodeo since I can remember. My experiences and the stories I've heard shape the way that I view the world, and I want to share those lessons with everyone else. My favorite part about rodeo is you never know what's going to happen next. That's life, and that's rodeo. Welcome back. That's Rodeo, episode three. Special guest this episode, Jacob Edler. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well. First of all, congratulations. First time in a far, in a far qualifier. How's it feel, man, to finally get there? It feels awesome, man. It's it's taken me about six years of rodeoing really hard to get to this point. And uh, after all the trials and tribulations, it feels good that my goal is finally coming to surface. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I, I was looking forward to this because you had some you had some early success in the season. Seemed like you got on a roll before COVID. Just take us through the beginning of your year. Now it started out. Well, the beginning of the year, it actually started last fall. Uh, I'd been riding Matt Reeves' little mare rattle at some rodeos throughout the 2019 season and really liked how she felt and went down to the early fall rodeos and won about $5,000 between three rodeos on that little mare and had a, had a lot of confidence going into the winter on her. So when I showed up to places like San Antonio and Fort Worth, I was I was ready to win at the big ones because I knew that I had the horse that was going to allow me to do my job every time I nodded my head. Yeah. So and you got on a little bit of roll. Uh, did you end up? Where did you end up winning in the winter time? I ended up winning uh, around twenty seven thousand dollars coming out of the winter. Yeah. And which rodeos did you get that at? Uh, Fort Worth, San Antonio, uh, the Cinch Shootout in San Angelo. Uh, pretty much everywhere there was a short round, it, it seemed like I got a pretty good chunk of the money at it. Yeah. So you had a real, a good hot streak there, and then COVID hit. So what was that like for you this year? Because, I mean, that changed pretty much everything. What did you do over COVID? Honestly, uh, COVID, it was... It was kind of a blessing in disguise, I would say. Uh, I got to come back here and just work, and I've got a got a young horse that I've been bulldogging on and trying to train, and I got to run a lot of steers on him and just really felt like I got really sharp in my bulldogging before we finally got to leave, and there's some ranchers around here in Alba that I got to work for and just stayed busy working and, and bulldogging. And by the time that we did get to leave, I was really hungry and really looking forward to doing some winning. Yeah. And you just recently moved back to Alba, correct? Uh, about a year ago. Yeah. And you, where, you're originally from where again? Uh, State Center, Iowa. Iowa. So Iowa, you don't really think about Iowa as being uh, much of a rodeo state. But 
you know a lot of people and then you come down here and are just as successful as, you know, Texas, Oklahoma, the typical cowboy states is what everybody thinks of. So how does, do you have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder being from Iowa? Oh, no. I mean, shoot, that's, that's where I grew up. You know, that's, that's always going to be, be home. But uh, I, I knew that I had to get out of the state of Iowa to meet with the people to get me to the next level of success through rodeo. Uh, you know, no, no chip on my shoulder, but, but I'm dang sure going to be proud to read Jacob Edler from State Center, Iowa, my very first NFR. I'll, I'll probably come in Oklahoma after this first NFR, but I'm, I'm pretty pumped to go in as a guy from Iowa. Yeah. That's cool. Um, because for you know, where I'm from in Southeast Colorado, we got a, we have a couple people that have made it to the NFR, but not very many. So from when you come from a place that doesn't have that many people for the NFR, it's cool to, that they'll get to see you too at the biggest stage and see stateside Iowa. You know, so that's a cool thing too for first time NFL NFR qualifiers. Um, Joining us again on the episode, Bridger Anderson, first time NFR qualifier too. And, you know, you've known Eddie for a couple of years now. You bet. And how does, you know, it's cool to see your buddies come up with you too. So how's that, how's that feel for you guys to both make your first NFR together? Man, it's, it's pretty awesome. Like first time I met Eddie, uh, he was staying up at Tyler and Jackie Shaw's place in North Dakota when I was in high school. And, um, he was doing pretty good in the Bulldog. It was, I think he was rodeo professionally at the time a little bit. Maybe just getting into it or something. But yeah, I learned a lot from Eddie throughout the years. Practiced with him a lot. We rodeoed together a little bit. It's, it's been a lot of fun to both of us progress to the point where we're going to our first NFR. And Stetson, again, head of recruiting, then NWOSU rodeo team. How does it? How does it make your job easier to have two? Well, actually, three if you include Cole Patterson, uh, recent Alva alum. I mean, Bridger's still a student, but recent Alva alums in the NFR. Man, we're just ecstatic about it. We couldn't be happier. That's a great opportunity get to kind of show some of the talent that comes through here. These guys are still here and coming and practicing with us. And these kids in the high school and other schools, they see that. And if this is where the best are practicing, that's where they're going to want to come. Yeah. And so you said coming, you need to get out of Iowa to take it to the next level. You're bulldogging. How do you think Alva helped? Do you think Alva helped you get to where you are now? Absolutely, 110%. Uh, you know, the the people that taught me how to bulldog in Iowa gave me a very solid foundation on on how to throw a steer down and, and catch a steer horseback and everything else like that. But uh, I, I transferred to Altus, Oklahoma first, and the coach, his name is Guy Smith down there, and he's a calf roper and really doesn't bulldog, but... Uh, he set me up with Hunter Cure. He called Hunter Cure one day and said, hey, there's this boy from Iowa, and he's got a heck of a lot of try, and, you know, he, he really wants to bulldog. Will you help him out? And Hunter said, absolutely, send him down. So 
I got to go down there with Hunter and he fine tuned a lot of things on my bulldog and taught me a lot about feel and finesse with cattle. And, you know, he, he taught me a heck of a lot about winning too, which rodeo winning is the hardest skill to learn. That, yeah. that is the end result. But back to uh, Alva, you know, after I got done at Altus, I transferred up here to Alva and uh, getting to hang out with Stockton and just see the way that he goes about everything. He's just a winner all the way around in life. No matter what he does, he's going to win it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you come to school here and you want to have success and take care of business and listen to Stockton, you'll eventually learn how to win. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing about Stockton because he's a pretty strong personality to a lot of people. But you're right. In everything he does, he's a winner. He does it well. And he does things a certain way. And if you buy into it, you know, if you come here and you buy into that and his kind of philosophy on how how to learn how to win, because that's his biggest attribute, I think, is to teach these kids how to learn how to win. Because it is something you have to learn. And it's you don't learn it overnight. And sometimes it takes a long time before you learn it, but he's been there and done that. So that's a, a big thing. And it's proven time again, you guys have worked, you, you know, it's taken you, you said six years to get where you are now. Yep. And you know, Bridger, it's, I've known you four years mm-hmm. and you both have been working super hard, not only at the sport, but that winning too and that mentality I think that's the biggest thing Northwestern can offer kids is if you want to learn how to not just win at rodeo but succeed in the other areas of your life it's a pretty good place to do we'll be right back with more That's Rodeo like us on Facebook That's Rodeo Podcast follow us on Instagram at That's Rodeo Podcast and give us a shout out on Twitter that's rodeo. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Anchor app, or wherever you consume podcasts. We're back with more. That's rodeo. Hey, what is your favorite college rodeo memory? My favorite college rodeo memory. I'm trying to think, man. Gosh, man, we did a lot of college. We're at Dickinson State University. My very first year of school, I did Iowa Central. And I team roped, bulldog, and roped tips. I missed the college finals by the bulldog and by a point and a half. Finished fifth in the calf roping and like eighth in the team roping. So our team got to go to the college finals, you know. And uh, she ended up taking another dude instead of me. And I was like, what the fuck? Why are you taking this guy instead of me? She's like, well, Jacob, I know what you do after the rodeo's over. And, uh, you know, I just don't think you could handle those kind of distractions at the college finals. And I was like, what the f***? 
<laughs> Without me, your team wouldn't have got to yeah, yeah. You know? I was like, well, whatever. And I got fucked up at this college party in Dickinson and took my Iowa Central vest off and burnt that some in the middle of this party and got out of the what the hell is that region? Is it the Great Plains region? Yeah. That was my last salute to the Great Plains region, and I came to Oklahoma after that, boys. Had to nice. get the hell out of Iowa. I had to get the fuck out of there. <laughs> was yeah. not meant to be. And man, everything happens for a reason. Like, if that coach would have been the shit, I would have got along with her. Where I'd be at in life right now, I'd be probably circuit rodeo in Iowa and fucking farming pigs the rest of my life, being miserable as fuck. Now I'm down here getting a rodeo. It's badass. Yeah. So you got to appreciate the bullshit you got to go through in life, too. Mm-hmm. Bullshit happens for a reason, and it fucking sucks, but you put your head down and bear down and get through it, and something good always becomes of it. Yeah, and honestly, so the podcast is called Best Rodeo. I don't know if they told you that. But uh, it's kind of the same that sometimes it just doesn't work out. You got to keep going. Yep. And, you know, if you do make one decision or another, something may come of it, you know? Yep. If that, it may take that one rodeo that keeps you from going to the finals all these years and then one rodeo and you finally make it. It can go either way sometimes. And, you know, those just little decisions, you make little tinks in the game plan. All those things are learning how to be a winner, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so you, you come down here, and you did eventually make it to the college finals. Yep. Right? Yep. Uh, my first year, I didn't make it. The first year, I came and rodeoed down here. But the last two years, I rodeoed down here. I made the... I finished second in the region the first year I made them, and I won the region the year that the last year I made them. Yeah, which is pretty impressive because you got a lot of tough guys uh, those two years. There, there's, <clears throat> there's been some NFR qualifiers come out of the Central Plains region, that, out of my graduating class at least. Yeah, JD, JD, and Tanner Brunner. Yeah. And now uh, you. Waters in the top 50 or top 30 even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's just kind of the tough iron sharpens iron, too. And I would put the Central Plains region up against Annie's one of these regions. Oh, I mean, for sure. Last, I mean, the last college finals proved that. Can we get it with four, four college champions? Yeah. Well, five with the team roping? Yeah, five college champions. Damn sure the toughest bulldog in, in all the nation. Oh, yeah. Texas ain't got a <laughs> <laughs> No. I think everybody's pretty much... They can, yeah. they can rope their calves and team rope and do whatever the hell else they want, but we own bulldogging up here, and we always will. Yeah. Yeah. Plains. <laughs> <laughs> Man... Hey, I watched Haven in the Central Plains my first two years. And Bad dude. He went to Texas and was like, 
nowhere but up. And I mean, the run he went on, I thought that was the most impressive run I'd seen in a while until Shad this year. But I mean, Haven had a hell of a 2019. Yeah. Uh, And he deserves it. Well, everybody knows that kid, kid can kind of kid, that world champion can kind of pull up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, he just went to Kefrovin, but he could do it all. Sure. We'll be right back with more That's Rodeo. Like us on Facebook, That's Rodeo Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at That's Rodeo Podcast, and give us a shout out on Twitter at That's Rodeo. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Anchor app, or wherever you consume podcasts. We're back with more That's Rodeo. So where are you sitting at in the standings? Where'd you end up? I guess, tell us, you start back rodeoing uh, after COVID, probably about June, right? Yep. Where, where'd you go from there? How was that? Oh, from June on, we kind of went to a lot of different rodeos that we wouldn't go on a on a normal year, and drove a long ways across the map to everyone that we wanted to go to, and it was hard this year. It was it was the hardest year rodeo I've ever been to because you know normally you go to two or three pretty tough rodeos every week, and then you can kind of go duck off to another couple that don't have everybody entered, but. This year with COVID and them limiting so many rodeos, every rodeo you went to, there was 80 to 100 bulldoggers entered every single time. And you had to take advantage of every single opportunity that you got because the best horses and the best bulldoggers were there. And uh, when, when you drew a good steer, you had to dang sure pounce on your opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, you mentioned going to the little rodeos, even little rodeos, you were up against the top 50 guys there and think a lot of things got to go right, but you also just got to keep going too. And did, did your hot streak kind of continue after COVID or? Oh, you know, uh, it just seemed like I consistently won checks every week, but you know, uh, I, I was riding horses that gave me consistent looks at cattle. I had hazers that were consistently doing their job and I was consistently doing my job. And if you just show up and, and do your job, you're going to continue to win money. They yeah. won't be able to keep you out of it. Yeah. And you, so you just kind of stayed where you were at. Yep. Kind of consistently wore a check and stayed right there. And what'd you end up in? I ended up ninth in the world this year. So. And then in the middle of the pack. That's cool. Well, we'll be right back. We're going to take another break. We'll be right back. More. Talk about what you're looking forward to. Globe by Field VFR. Stick around. We'll be right back with more That's Rodeo. Like us on Facebook, That's Rodeo Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, at That's Rodeo Podcast. And give us a shout out on Twitter, at That's Rodeo. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Anchor app, or wherever you consume podcasts. 
more of that's rodeo. And we're back. So what are you looking forward to the most at this year's NFR? I'm looking forward to showing up and doing my job and, and uh, winning lots of money. It's going to be an awesome experience. Yeah. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for so many years and I've, I've thought about what it's going to be like when I'm riding in there and getting to run my first year at the NFR, but I, I bet I don't know the true feeling till it actually happens after round one. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. What are your thoughts about Globe Life Field and being in Texas this year? Oh, shoot. I'm just glad they're having it anywhere. Uh, I was ready to load them up at the Alvin Dome and run them for $5,000 <laughs> go-rounds and have a back ceremony party at the, the office bar every night. You know, I, was, I was down for whatever, you know. They, they get a big venue like that, and they're trying to uh, – get all the money added to it and, and hold as many contestants as they can. And, and they're willing and happy to do it. I'm extremely thankful for Globe Life Field for stepping up to the plate and making it happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, it'll be interesting. Um, it's a lot of, I mean, Texas is widely perceived as the cowboy state. And I know that governor's done a lot uh, to get it there. And it's pretty excited to, to get it to the state of Texas. And we'll see. I don't know. Um, I think you're right. I think we should just be glad that they're having it. Um, as fans, as other contestants, you know, a lot of people came together to make this happen, you know, and a lot of people made sacrifices this year to make it happen. And maybe at the end of this year, you know, it'll all come together and everybody's hard work will pay off and it'll be a, a good end to the year. You know, I hope, I really hope that's the case. So look forward to watching you two that up there. It'll be exciting. Uh, cheering you on here from Alba. It's good to have you on again, Bridger, Stetson, Jacob. Congratulations again. Good luck, man. Thank, Thank you. I do appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. That's really out.